What is up, guys? Welcome to episode number 133 of Beef's Beef. Sorry for the time off. Uh, you know, I'll get to that here in a little bit. I think most of you guys already pretty much know why there's any time off, though. But uh, go ahead and let you guys know this ahead of time. This is going to be the first time in a while that you've heard a solo episode of Beef's Beef. Just going to be straight beef. That's it. So, uh, BJ and myself are practicing social distancing. Uh, along with what everyone else should be doing. So, um, either way, let's get into the episode. This episode is brought to you by Crystal Lackey at Stockton Mortgage. Uh, hit Crystal up for refinancing for a mortgage. I saw her share a house today. Uh, and, you know, if you need anything as far as the housing market goes and getting loans or refinancing, give her a call at 502 615 Again, that's Crystal Lackey at Stockton Mortgage, 502-615-0743. Again, Stockton Mortgage is an equal housing lender, MLS number 8259. Crystal Lackey, MLS number 1735979. Sorry, it's been a couple weeks since I've uh, done a podcast. It's been a couple weeks since I've read that ad, but hey, here we are. We're back. And, you know, since the last episode been a lot of stuff that's happened uh nba season put on the back burner uh major league baseball put on the back burner college baseball canceled uh college basketball in uh conference tournaments canceled college basketball ncaa tournament canceled it's been a lot of stuff go on in the past couple of weeks since we last spoke so i i don't i don't really know where to start i guess you got to kind of talk about uh, what is going on with uh, COVID nineteen? Whether you believe it it is true, or whether whether you don't, uh, or whether whether you do believe it's true, or whether you don't. Either way, wash your hands. You know, try to distance yourself from people. Do your best, and more than anything, you know, thank the people that are out there still working, still you know helping helping the world go around. You know, I have a couple brothers that. Our local truck drivers. I know I work for a, a trucking company, so you know that's one that's near and dear to my heart, as well as you know having family members and friends that are either nurses or in the medical field of, of some sort. Um, you know, thank those people. You know, some of them may think it's corny or whatever, but it, you know, without those type of people, we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing. So. Um, since then, you know, this, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys know I haven't spoke by myself, spoken on a podcast by myself in a while. You guys know this. I added BJ over a year ago, and uh, so this episode's not going to be as long as those other ones have been. But hey, you know, I'm going to do my best. Uh, I do have a pretty cool uh, thing I'm going to be talking about later, um, but. There were some NFL moves. Biggest one, uh, I can't go without talking about my favorite player in the NFL right now, um, Tom Brady. Moves from uh, my favorite team, the New England Patriots, down to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, heartbreaking, if if I'm going to be honest with you, man. Uh, it sucked. You know, you you have the quarterback that you're used to being there for your team for the past 20 years, and the whole time I didn't think he was going anywhere. I know most people would call me crazy for saying that, but I really didn't. I didn't I didn't really think he was going to go anywhere. And then it comes out after um 
that, you know, the ownership kind of said, look, you know, we want you here. You just tell us what you want us to pay you. And pretty much Brady was just like, I'm, I'm gone. It was kind of, I don't know how much of it is true and, and all that stuff, but the stuff you hear is, you know, they they did this, and then he just said, I'm leaving. You got to wonder whether he just felt like he wasn't, he didn't really feel like he was appreciated or what. Um, so I don't know. It sucks. Um, but along with that, uh, there was a move, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, a person that's very close to a lot of people here because of the time he put in with the Louisville Cardinals, uh, left the New Orleans Saints and signed with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, so now we got two Louisville players in Carolina. You got him and then backup running back Reggie Bonifon. Uh, but not only did Teddy sign with them, they also traded away uh, their backup quarterback, Kyle Allen, signed an XFL quarterback, and then cut uh, Cam Newton. So I'm anxious to see where Cam goes. Uh, you also have um, Phillip Rivers going to the going to the Colts. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other big moves. I know I'm missing some, but you kind of wonder where Cam's going to go. Uh, if, if I'm hoping for anything, I'm hoping Cam ends up in uh, New England. Uh, maybe revitalize his career up there and, and with Bill Belichick and, and all that stuff. We need to get a receiver. Hopefully we can get something like that in the draft. Who knows if we can get one of those good receivers to drive back to us in the draft. I don't know. Um, but not only did that happen, but we also had some uh, some players in the uh, in the NCAA uh, start to make moves. One of them being a a tough one for me because he was my favorite player on Louisville's team this year, and Darius Perry. I know some people will say you're nuts for saying that, but it's, I've said that from the beginning that Darius is my favorite player on this team. I like him. He's he just is, and uh, I don't know. It's going to be tough. Uh, seeing him in a different uniform, but I wish him nothing but the best. I, it's, I know it's it's been these past couple of years has been tough for a lot of the players that Louisville's had here because of the coaching changes, because of the scandals that stuff has happened from you know players before or coaches before that some players weren't even really involved in. Um, Perry came here to play for Patino, got here first year. Patino was fired right before the season. Uh, then so he played for David Paget. They had that roller coaster of a season that ended up in the NIT, and then the next year they kind of a little bit ahead of schedule, beat Michigan State, have a decent year, then losing the first round, and then his third year he doesn't even get to play in the tournament because of you know the coronavirus, COVID nineteen, whatever you want to call it, um, cuts the tournament short, which really sucks. Because I really thought that this team, I know people are going to call me crazy because this team is so jack one hide, but I really thought this team could do a lot of things. Um, I think this team had championship potential. Am I saying that they would have won the championship and that they should give, go ahead and give it to us like uh, Central Florida? No, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying I felt like this team could have done some big things in the tournament, especially if they got a good matchup. So... But, um, like I said, the NCAA tournament was canceled. But that doesn't mean that 
I'm not going to find a way to somehow simulate what happened in the tournament. So, I'm going to give you my my tournament brackets that I simulated. So, I took one bracket, which was Joe Lenardi's last bracketology that he released, uh, which put Louisville as a four seed in Tampa, with Baylor being the one seed in that bracket, and Creighton being the two seed. And then I took a Jerry Palm bracket, which put Louisville as a four seed in... Uh, I didn't didn't really say where they were playing, but they were in the New York region, the re- East region. So I'll read this uh, Joe Lenardi one first. I'll go through some kind of bigger matchups in each one. Uh, the four one seeds, Kansas, Dayton, Gonzaga, Baylor. The four two seeds, Kentucky, Florida State, San Diego State, and Creighton. I'm sorry to kind of dig up old wounds of, you know, basketball and everything, but hey. You know, I'm going to go ahead and read these to you. So, at Kansas, winning big in the first game over Siena, uh, moving forward to face Houston, who then upsets Kansas in the second round to move to the Sweet 16. We had an Auburn beating Liberty and Wisconsin beating North Texas to move forward with an Auburn-Wisconsin matchup. Auburn moves forward in that one. Uh, we had Iowa facing East Tennessee State with a 19-point victory. And then going moving forward to play Belmont, who actually upsets number th- number three seed Duke uh, in the first round. I'm sure uh, Jeremy would be happy to hear that Duke loses to another uh, to another lower, I guess, non-power five team in the first round. Your seven ten matchup is Providence facing Arizona State. Arizona State gets the the ten seed upset there. Uh, to move forward to play against Kentucky, who beat North Dakota State. So right now you have a Sweet 16 of, or I'm sorry, Arizona State plays Kentucky, Kentucky beats Arizona State, and then Iowa beats Belmont. So that leaves you a Sweet 16 of Houston, Auburn, Iowa, and Kentucky of the top left bracket for all you writing this down at home. I'm sure zero of you are because I'm just reading this off. Uh, Also, if any of you guys do want to do a simulation, um, I can, I got to get the, uh, it's ncaagamesim.com, I believe is what it was, is what I used. Uh, you can use different methods. You can do home, home court advantage, non-home court advantage. I did not do home court advantage in these. Um, so, yeah, you can, you can do these simulations yourself. Uh, the second bracket is the East bracket. We got Dayton beating Boston. Moving forward to play uh, the Colorado-Florida winner, which is Florida. Then we got Butler playing Texas, who won a play-in game over Richmond. Butler beats Texas 78-75 to face Maryland, who beats Akron. Squeaks one out against Akron. Uh, moving down, we got Penn State against UCLA, who also won a play-in game over NC State. Penn State beats UCLA. Actually beats them pretty big, which I'm kind of surprised because UCLA was kind of ending the season on a on a high note, and that that would be one of my sleeper teams. Even though I'm not usually high on Pac-10 teams or Pac-12 teams, I'm sorry, it still throws me off to call it the Pac-10 because I've always called or the Pac-12 because I've always called it the Pac-10 my whole life. So moving down, you have West Virginia losing to Utah State. Utah State is another sleeper team. Utah State started the season in the top 25. Um, which is the same conference, I believe, that Utah or that San Diego State is in. So that's where San Diego State got a lot of their 
clout. But if you look at it at the end of the season, Utah State actually beat San Diego State in their conference tournament championship before they canceled everything. Moving down, you have Northern Kentucky losing big to Florida State, who's the two seed there. Florida State does go on uh, to beat Utah State as well, 62-60. to Then moving back up, Penn State beats Villanova by 23 who had beaten Hofstra. I think I skipped that one, actually. Uh, the Butler-Maryland game, Maryland wins by four. And then Florida-Dayton. Florida actually blows out Dayton, 80-64. to Now, I know John's going to be happy about this. I've already told him about this bracket anyway because I actually did this bracket last week sometime. Florida is solid on paper. And if you remember, they were ranked one spot behind Louisville to start the season. So it doesn't surprise me that... that this simulation is going to take into account of what they were on paper. So, so far in the East bracket, you have Florida, Maryland, Penn State, and Florida State in the Sweet 16. Moving over to the West bracket, uh, you have number one Gonzaga playing North Carolina Central, who won in a playing game over Prairie View A&M. No problem there for Gonzaga. Moving down, you have Oklahoma beating LSU. In the first round, 9-8 matchup, uh, Oklahoma being the 9 seed. And then Oklahoma upsetting one seed, Gonzaga, 79-70. Moving down, you have Michigan playing Yale. Michigan, no problem beating Yale, 96-53. Oregon playing New Mexico State. This is the 13-4 matchup. Oregon, again, no problem beating New Mexico State. That moves forward to give us a a Michigan-Oregon matchup. Michigan does win 95-90 over Oregon and ends Peyton Pritchard's career in the second round. Moving down, you have BYU, the sixth seed, playing 11-team Indiana, which didn't really agree with Indiana being in the tournament, but oh well. Indiana beats BYU 89-80 to to face up with Seton Hall, who beat Eastern Washington 82-75, who's the three seed. Seton Hall then loses to Indiana, which is over here shutting up beef to move forward to the Sweet 16. IU wins 66-64. And 7-10 matchup, which is one of the more intriguing 7-10 matchups in this whole tournament. You have Arizona facing Texas Tech. Texas Tech obviously upset Louisville early in the season uh, in Madison Square Garden. And they upset Arizona 74-58 to face San Diego State who beat UC Irvine 70 or 62 to 58. Now moving forward we have Texas Tech upsetting San Diego State which honestly wouldn't really surprise me if this happened in real life either. Uh 68-66 which puts them the Sweet 16 matchups in the West bracket Oklahoma, Michigan, IU, Texas Tech. So you have the all the Bob Knight bracket over here with Texas Tech and IU. Moving down, we have the one seed, uh, Baylor, blowing out Winthrop 100-56. Moving forward to face Rutgers, who upset, or not really upset. I never really called the 9-8s, the 9-8 matchups an upset, uh, but they they do beat uh, St. Mary's 88-63. Then they play the next round, Baylor beats Rutgers 63-54 to move forward to the Sweet 16. Moving down, you have Ohio State, the five seed, playing Stephen F. Austin. Tough first-round matchup for the Buckeyes, but they have no problem winning 62-52. Moving down, you have Louisville, the fourth seed, playing Vermont. Louisville has a little bit of trouble, but does squeak one out 63-60 to move forward to play Ohio State. The matchup of the unseen, uh, the what is it, the unseen scrimmage that Ohio State apparently blew Louisville out in. But guess what? 
Doesn't matter. Louisville wins 66-64 to move forward to play Baylor in the Sweet 16. Moving now, you have Louisville's nemesis, the Virginia Cavaliers, facing Cincinnati Buck or the Cincinnati Bearcats. Almost called them the Cincinnati Buckeyes. The Cincinnati Bearcats squeaks one out. Virginia wins 71-69 to move forward to face the Michigan State Spartans, who beat Bradley 85-68. Now, you think, okay, Virginia, Michigan State, this should be a pretty good matchup, and it is. But Michigan State does end up taking the game 59-49 to move forward to the Sweet 16 to face the winner of USC and Creighton. USC beats Illinois pretty bad in the first round. Creighton beats Little Rock. And Creighton does go ahead and beat USC 81-60. To make the Sweet 16 now, Baylor, Louisville, Michigan State, Creighton in that bracket. So, again, Sweet 16 so far, you have Houston, Auburn, Iowa, Kentucky, Florida, Maryland, Penn State, Florida State, Oklahoma, Michigan, Indiana, Texas Tech, Baylor, Louisville, Michigan State, Creighton. So, Back up to the Midwest bracket with the Houston Auburn matchup. Houston takes the win, seventy-two to sixty-seven over Auburn. Now, Houston was a solid team. Uh, I think this is a little crazy, but hey, you go with the simulation. They did beat Auburn by five to move forward to the Elite Eight to face the Kentucky Wildcats, who beat Iowa seventy-one to sixty. Moving down, you had Florida playing Maryland. Florida blows out Maryland 77-57 to move forward to play the winner of Penn State, Florida State, which is Florida State, 86-77. So, so far in the Elite Eight, you have Houston, Kentucky, Florida State, and Florida. Moving over to the West Bracket, you have Michigan playing, um, who we have here? Oh, we have uh, Michigan playing Oklahoma. Michigan absolutely obliterates Oklahoma, 86-51. to And then you move down to Iowa or IU and Texas Tech in the Bob Knight Bowl. And IU moves forward to the Elite Eight. So Indiana continues to shut me up as long as well as the Big Ten does because that puts two Big, two big Ten teams in the uh, Elite Eight with IU and uh, Michigan right there. Uh, Baylor playing Louisville. Unfortunately, my team loses 62-58 to uh, to Baylor. Baylor moves on to the Elite Eight to face the winner of Michigan State, Creighton. And Michigan State has zero problem with Creighton. 88-59 winner to put three teams in the Elite Eight from the Big Ten. So, right now we have Houston, Kentucky, Florida, Florida State, Michigan, Indiana, Baylor, Michigan State. And this is where it all ends for Houston, right? Playing Kentucky in the lit. Nope. Houston upsets Kentucky as well. 76-64 to 64 to move forward to the, to Atlanta and play in the, in the Final Four against the Florida Gators. So on that side, you have two surprise f- Final Four teams. Uh, Houston, a team that... Some solid solid play the entire season. Florida, a team that was ranked highly at the beginning of the season, maybe figuring it out right before the tournament. Who knows? But you go to the other side, Michigan and Indiana, and Michigan Michigan ends IU's magical run and moves forward to the Final Four to face the Baylor Bears, who beat Michigan State. So your Final Four, Houston playing Florida, 
Michigan playing Baylor. And we have a championship game. That is the Florida Gators against the Michigan Wolverines. Kind of crazy to think about with how Michigan started the season. You wouldn't think this was crazy. You know, upsetting some teams in uh, Atlantis and then playing Louisville tough in the Yum and then falling off big. You kind of thought, okay, yeah, this team's not really poised for a tournament run, but, you know, they deserve to be in the tournament with the wins that they have. And then Florida is just so... I don't even know how to say it. The team has a lot of talent, but the team the, the talent didn't match what what was being put out there on the floor. Um, I know John has said this mainly because of Mike White's offense. I'll be honest with you, I didn't watch Florida outside of maybe uh, parts of some games and then the Kentucky game, so it's not something I can really speak on. But moves them forward to play Michigan, and then Florida gets their third, I believe, third title. Uh, they had two in a row in 07, 08, and then they beat Michigan in 2020. So I know John has already bought his uh, Florida T-shirt for the championship of 2020 because, hey, there you go. So 72-63 win for Florida. That's the Joe Lenardi bracket. Now, over to the Jerry Palm bracket. Uh, that one was pretty crazy. I feel like this one's not as as crazy as far as big upsets. Uh, there are some parts that you're like, what? But I think once you hear how everything plays out, I think you'll you'll think this one's a little bit more realistic, I guess you would say. Now, some people may say once I get to the end, oh, yeah, of course this is with... No, I'm going to go ahead and tell you ahead of time, this was done on a simulation with NCAA Game Sim. Again, it's NCAAGameSim.com. You can go on there. You can simulate any of the teams that you want. I literally just went through and simulated every game and didn't make anybody have a home court advantage or anything like that. So, first, you have in the Midwest bracket, which is in Indianapolis, you have Kansas as the one seed, Creighton as the two seed. In the South bracket, you have Baylor as the one seed, Florida State as the two seed. The East bracket, you have Dayton as the one seed, Villanova as the two seed. And the West bracket, you have Gonzaga as the one seed, San Diego State as the two seed. Uh, just for local flavor, you have Kentucky in the Midwest bracket with Kansas. They're the four seed playing Vermont. Um, let me see if I can find Indiana. Indiana, Indiana. I don't see Indiana on here. I don't think Indiana made the tournament in this one. Unless I'm just skipping over them somewhere. I feel like I oh there they are the the seven ten matchup against USC in the East bracket with Louisville where Louisville is facing Liberty in the four thirteen matchup. So we'll go in the Midwest bracket first. The Kansas has no problem with NC Central moves forward to play Florida, who beats Arizona State in the eight nine matchup. Florida the nine in that matchup. Moving down, you have Wisconsin beating East Tennessee State and Kentucky beating Vermont. Um, then you go down to the 6-11 and the 3-14 matchups. 6-11, you have the 11 seed winning in Cincinnati being Illinois. Duke does actually win in the first round in this one and beats Little Rock. Moving down, you have Michigan, Utah State. This simulation did not like Michigan as much as the last one did, and they lose to Utah State in the first round. So Utah State moves forward to face Creighton. Excuse me. So Kansas-Florida matchup. Sorry, Florida. Your magical run has now ended. 
Kansas moves forward to the Sweet 16. We have a 2015 Final Four match or rematch, Wisconsin-Kentucky, and the same thing happens again. The Wisconsin Badgers do beat Kentucky. Moving down, you have Cincinnati and Duke. But guess what? They didn't lose in the first round, but they did lose in the second round. So Cincinnati upsets upsets Duke to face the winner of Utah State and Creighton. And I don't know what it is with this simulator. This simulator loves Utah State. Utah State does beat Creighton, moves forward to play Cincinnati. Going down to the south bracket, we have Baylor blowing out Boston University to move forward to play the winner of the 8-9 matchup, which is Marquette, who beats Arizona. The 5-12 matchup, we have Ohio State and Yale. Yale was, uh, I believe Yale was awarded the uh, Ivy League championship whenever they canceled everything. So um, Ohio State does beat Yale to move forward to play Butler, who beats Bradley in the 4-13 matchup. We have a Virginia, a Virginia and Richmond matchup, which is a kind of weird to see two state teams play each other and be like western and louisville playing in, in the tournament i guess it's not too weird because louisville has played uh other smaller schools from kentucky which i will not mention in the tournament <laughs> uh but virginia beats richmond to face maryland who beats uc irvine in the 314 matchup we have a 710 matchup of providence and lsu lsu does beat providence to face florida state who beats northern kentucky so Moving back up, we have Baylor beating Marquette to move on to the Sweet 16 to face Ohio State, who beats Butler. Moving down to the bottom half of that bracket, you have Maryland beating Virginia to face Florida State, who beats LSU to go to the Sweet 16. So on the left side of the bracket, your Sweet 16, your eight teams of the Sweet 16, you have Kansas facing Wisconsin, Cincinnati facing Utah State, Baylor facing Ohio State, Maryland facing Florida State. Now, going over to the east bracket, your one seed beats Winthrop to face Oklahoma. Oklahoma beats St. Mary's. And if you remember in the last bracket, in the same one, uh, Oklahoma did beat LSU and then beat the one seed Gonzaga. Sorry, guys. Dayton wins this time. Moving down, you have a 5-12 matchup. Tough matchup for me here. I think Akron could give uh, Auburn some fits. Not saying they would beat them, but I think they could give them fits. But Auburn does win. Moving down, Louisville faces Liberty. This is an easy win for the Cardinals. So they move forward to face Auburn. And then Auburn does go ahead and get beat by Louisville. Louisville moves forward to the Sweet 16 to face Dayton, which I think would be a fun matchup, but scary at the same time. Um, kind of worried about what Obi Toppin would do to our big men as far as foul trouble and, and things of that nature. But moving down, you have West Virginia facing Rutgers in what would be, in my opinion, probably the most boring game of this tournament. One, because Rutgers is in the Big Ten, and two, West Virginia is just a very, very defensive-minded team. Doesn't really sound like something that I would really want to watch. But you move down, you have Michigan State beating North Texas, which sets up a Rutgers-Michigan State matchup. Michigan State moves forward. A lot of Big Ten teams in this this part of the bracket. You have USC as the 17, Indiana as the 10. And just like I said about Utah State, for some reason this simulator likes IU. And they beat USC to move forward to play Villanova, who beat North Dakota State. Um, so that sets up a Michigan State-Villanova matchup, which Michigan State moves forward. Oops, I read a little bit too far, my bad. 
Uh, but that sets up your uh, Sweet 16 up there. It's Dayton, Louisville, Michigan State, Villanova. Sorry, I already read that part of Mich- Michigan State. But moving down to the West Bracket in Los Angeles, uh, Gonzaga beats Prairie View and Houston, which got a lot of love in the last bracket, doesn't make it out of the first round, loses to Colorado, sets up Gonzaga, Colorado. Gonzaga moves forward. Penn State, Stephen F. Austin, just like I said for Ohio State last time, this is a tough matchup. Uh, Penn State does move forward to face Oregon, who beat New Mexico State. Mexico State's out of a tough matchup. They they ended the season on a little bit of a hot streak, uh, but Oregon does move forward to face Penn State. Penn State does beat Oregon though. BYU, UCLA. Uh, I believe we had this one on the last one on the last one as well. I can't remember. Might have been IU and BYU. I think it was actually. Uh, BYU does beat UCLA to face Seton Hall, who beats Hofstra. Moving down, you have a 7-10 matchup of Iowa and Xavier. Xavier gets the upset there to face San Diego State, who beats Eastern Washington. Xavier does lose to San Diego State in the second round to face, which would put San Diego State to face Seton Hall, who beats BYU. So now your Sweet 16 is Kansas, Wisconsin, Cincinnati, Utah State, Baylor, Ohio State, Maryland, Florida State, Dayton, Louisville, Michigan State, Villanova, Gonzaga, Penn State, Seton Hall, San Diego State. So, pretty exciting so far. Uh, some decent upsets. Uh, if, also, if you guys want me to, I can upload these, uh, the pictures with the episodes if you want. Uh, if somebody wants the picture of them, I can send them to them. Uh, the Kansas-Wisconsin matchup, Kansas wins that one to move forward to face the winner of Utah State and Cincinnati. And like I said before, this simulation loves Utah State, and Utah State moves forward to the Elite Eight to face Kansas. Now, moving down, you have Baylor-Ohio State, which I think could be a good game if the Ohio State team from the beginning of the year plays, and according to this simulation, it does. Ohio State beats Baylor to move forward to play. The winner of Florida State-Maryland, which is another fun game. That's the reason that I liked a lot of this Sweet 16, because I feel like a lot of these Sweet 16 games would be fun games to watch. A lot of fun matchups. Uh, especially in that bottom left bracket and the top right bracket. Um, Maryland does go ahead and lose to Florida State, which makes your left side Kansas, Utah State, Ohio State, Florida State. Moving up to the east bracket, you have Dayton facing Louisville with Sweet 16, and this is where you guys may say, oh, you cheated. I didn't cheat. I did all the simulations on this website. Louisville beats Dayton to set up a matchup in the Elite Eight with the Michigan State Spartans, which I already read to you guys. So you got Louisville, Michigan State in Elite Eight. You got Gonzaga, Penn State in the, in the uh, Sweet 16 in the bottom right bracket. Gonzaga beats Penn State to face the winner of Seton Hall, San Diego State. Now, Seton Hall, San Diego State is a very interesting matchup because you have Miles Powell, who has done everything for Seton Hall for three years, um, to face a San Diego State team that... Um, didn't really get a lot of respect the whole season because they didn't really beat anybody. I know they beat Iowa early on, but as the season went on, they didn't really beat anybody. Then they lose in the championship to uh, the champ, the conference championship to uh, at Utah State. Uh, so San Diego State does lose to Seton Hall to move forward to a matchup with Gonzaga. So your Elite Eight: Kansas, Utah State, Ohio State, Florida State. Louisville, Michigan State, Gonzaga, Seton Hall. So starting up in the top left in your Elite A game in Indianapolis, you have Kansas beating Utah State. 
to move on to the Final Four. Um, going into the tournament, a lot of people would say that Kansas was the was the favorite, but with this season going the way it has, who knows? You know, who knows what would have really happened. Moving down, you have Ohio State, Florida State, which I thought would be another good matchup, and Florida State wins. So right now, the left side of the bracket is set with the Final Four. You have Kansas and Florida State and Atlanta waiting for the winners of the East Bracket in New York who, with Louisville facing Michigan State, which seems like a matchup that happened a lot in the, you know, mid-2000s, I guess you would say. The, you know, the the last, like, 15 years, I guess, I feels, it feels like we played Michigan State a lot. And Louisville gets the victory over the Michigan State Spartans to move to the Final Four in Atlanta to face the winner of Gonzaga Seton Hall which is kind of a lackluster one but kind of hope you're kind of hoping it's Gonzaga but it's not you have you have Seton Hall moving forward with Miles Powell so hopefully Louisville can get can get revenge from last season when they lost or was it yeah it was last season when they lost to Miles Powell and Seton Hall so moving over to the left side of the bracket again you have Kansas facing Florida State you have a win for Kansas to go to the championship game to face the Louisville Cardinals. Now, I told you guys before this started that I did not cheat, and I know that some of you all will say that I did just because of the matchup in the championship for this one, but I did not cheat. It's just the way it ended up, and this makes a championship matchup of Louisville and Kansas, and guess what, guys? Kansas wins. 91 to 78, they do beat the Louisville Cardinals. So, Louisville does move to the championship game. Is the runner-up, which is, which kind of sucked to see. But at the same time, um, if the season would have gone the way it had, and then that it would have gone like that, I really think a lot of people would have been okay with it. Uh, no one likes to lose, and no one likes to lose a championship. But if it can end the way that it, that that it did on there, I don't think too many people would have been really upset that have been happy with what the team did. So that moves me forward to my power move. This is kind of weird to do this by myself because, like I said, I haven't done this in a long time by myself. Uh, so I was going to read you guys something. Um or not read you guys something, tell, tell you guys about a power move that I have. Um, I got to get the exact name of the person, though, because I don't want to mess it up. Uh, all right, so last week we spoke about, or last week um, a lot of this COVID-19 and coronavirus, or two weeks ago, she would say, um, started really picking up steam and, you know, a lot of things started coming from it. Um, and, you know, some stuff happened where, you know, they're asking people to stay in their house and, and everything like that. Well, uh, I work for a company. Uh, I won't say because I, I don't like to get into all that type of stuff, but uh, it is a trucking company. I may have said it on here before. Uh, but there is a, there's an owner-operator whose son... Uh, his name is Logan. Logan Miller, actually. Post, there was a, a trucker took a video of him. Um, Logan is 13 years old. He took $100 of his own money that he had saved up and bought sack lunches or made sack lunches for truckers because he knew that a lot of these truckers couldn't go into places. Now, 
the place that I work for saw that, thought it was fantastic, which it is. Uh, gave him some more money. He bought some more stuff. And then not only did he do that, but he donated some of that money to another owner-operator whose truck had uh, been put in the shop. So not only does this kid first take $100 of his own money, but second, he gets money, and then he takes that money, that which he could have done whatever he wanted to with, and then gives he buys he buys more supplies, and then gives the rest of it to a guy whose truck had just whose truck has just broken down. So my power move goes to Logan Miller, out of West Virginia, Morgantown, West Virginia, which some of you may know is where West Virginia University is. Uh, but that's when my power move goes today is with Logan Miller. So I only got one power move today, but I do have a beef, and. This beef is going to be probably kind of funny to some of you guys, but let me get let me get a drink first. Me talk about myself for 38 minutes is kind of tough. All right, so my beef this week um, is with sports. And you may say, why, why don't you have a beef with sports? You have a podcast about sports. You love sports. And you're right, I do love sports. And I've been faithful to I've been faithful to the sports. I've done everything, you know. It's always always been there for it, you know. It's always kind of been my my getaway. But guess what? So first off, you have COVID nineteen canceling the conference tournaments, the NCAA tournament getting canceled, and you're like, okay, yeah, that kind of stinks for everybody. But then you have my favorite player from Louisville transferring. A favorite player in the NFL going to the Tampa Bay Bucks. And then not only that, today, and again, I want to go ahead and state this before anybody says, why would you? I'm just saying it, it stinks as a, as a Louisville fan. Because I want this kid to do what's best for him. I want this kid to get the best thing to happen. It, like that's, I don't want it, anyone to say, oh, you just don't want that kid. No. And then today, Jay Scrub announces that he is going to declare for the NBA draft. Now, does that mean he's gone? No, but I'm not getting my hopes up. So for those of you that don't know, Jay Scrub is a junior college transfer who did play for John A. Logan. Went to Trinity High School here in Louisville, Kentucky, and is one of the highest rated players in the state in the in the class of twenty twenty. Um, now, will he get to play in NBA combines? I don't know. But there's enough stuff out there to see that if he does get to, if he doesn't get to, I feel like he's still going to be gone. So my beef is with sports. I've given everything to it for 31 years, and here it goes. You know, taking taking away everything: college baseball, college basketball, Darius Perry, Tom Brady, Jay Scrub. The list. I had people legitimately texting me, asking me, asking me if I was okay. <laughs> and there for a while, I wasn't like I wasn't like, oh my goodness, like anything like that. I was just, I was bummed. the The night that they canceled the tournament, I legitimately came home and just laid in the dark for a good hour. I was bummed. I. Everyone's like, oh yeah, I love these. I like I legitimately the two biggest times of of the sporting. Of the sporting calendars for me that I love the most the NCAA tournament and then the NBA draft I love those two things in sports more than anything 
Love those two things. So, I don't know what's going to go on. I mean, they're they're talking about maybe the NBA coming back in May. Um, I guess they would just kind of cut those games out and just put everybody into the playoffs because by this point right now, they're already about to start the NBA playoffs. So, I don't know. I guess we'll see what's going to happen moving forward. Um, I'm anxious to see it. I'm just ready for sports to come back on. I'm tired of seeing reruns. Um, I watched a lot of the 2013 tournament uh, on YouTube last week, and I don't know. We'll see. I've been playing a lot of 2K and uh, watching a lot of Netflix. I don't know. If if you haven't watched Tiger King yet, watch it. (laughs) I know some people are behind the game. Watch Tiger King. Tiger King is nuts. I watched Love is Blind. I finished uh, All-American, which was a fantastic season as well. Uh, QB1. I've, I've literally watched a whole – everything that I wanted to watch on Netflix, I finished. So I'm trying to find new stuff. Uh, if you guys got any suggestions for me, let me know because I'll, I'll check it out. But, guys, thank you so much for listening. Again, I'm sorry that it wasn't as long as it normally is. It's only one of me here. So uh, BJ wanted to tell you guys, you know, he's sorry he couldn't be on here. Uh, but it just wouldn't be smart for us to do this uh, sitting right next to each other. And, you know, we're not big fans of uh, hearing BJ's uh, voice on, on telephone. So you guys that normally listen to it for BJ, hey, thanks for listening to just me. And for those of you that listen just for me, guess what? You get a treat. There's no BJ. So, guys, keep liking, keep sharing, and most importantly, keep listening. Beef out.